All your favorite Smodco shows aren't just available on audio anymore. All the best ones are now available as books. Podbooks.com. That's Podbooks with a Z. Transcribe directly from our Smarchives. Enjoy the Smonsters of Talk in print form. Kev, Ralph, Jay, Jen, Moj, and more. Just go to Podbooks.com for more details. That's Podbook with a Z on the end. Podbooks. Pods in print. Smodcast is turning six years old, motherfucker, and we're celebrating with a smorgy. January 26th and 27th, get ready for two days of non-stop aural pleasure in Halifax, Nova Scotia. The Smodcast Morning Show, I Sell Comics, Highlands of Peephole History, Smodcast, The Secret Stash, Hollywood Babylon, Fat Man on Batman, Babylon Comic Con Theater, Plus One, Tell Em Steve Dave, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, and a Smash Up Jam Session. The Smonsters of Talk invading the Spats Theater in Halifax, Nova Scotia, January 26th and 27th. Tickets just $99 for each day at smodcosmorgy.com. Don't miss the Smonsters of Talk as the Smods bring their pods to the Smorgy. Tickets available now at smodcosmorgy.com. Smodco's been blasting its own brand of fuck yeah for years in all forms of media. If you're saying, hold up, sir, dude, what about video games? We got that market covered, too. Visit Smarcade.com to learn about two, count them, two games for your iOS and Android device. Jay and Silent Bob grace your mobile with Too Fat to Fly and Let Us Dance. Get your game on, Smod Goblins. Check out Smarcade.com. Welcome to Fave number 12, everybody. The dozen. This is the dirty dozen. Ah, oh, yeah. We're going to talk extra dirty. Yeah. Get your be- cunts nice and wet. <laughs> what? Did I go too dirty too fast? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I, Welcome uh, to Fave 12. <laughs> yeah, starting over. <laughs> starting over. Uh, That's just, that, that, that doesn't really work. What do you mean? I don't just even saying know you even say the that. The C word? Well, Who am I saying it to? I'm saying it to our listeners. The feebles. It's just not like it's neither sexy nor harsh. I don't just, know. I guess it's just rude. It's just rude. <laughs> that's what I. That's how I roll. Um, guys, listeners, guess what? Go to bluecollardistribution.com/slash feeb. Is it backslash? It is a backslash. It's the internet. I can just say slash. They'll know which one. Yeah, go there. And you can. Own a piece of podcasting history. That was an oversell. <laughs> what? It's All right. Not a, get a t-shirt. Know, yeah. Here's the deal with these t-shirts. You'll get them before we do. Scott and I don't even have these t-shirts. We so don't. order go them. To, go to blue collar. Blue collar distro. Is dot it? com. Yeah. Backslash. Phoebe. Phoebe. And get the Phoebe. And you can get a t-shirt. You can get a Phoebe. Blue collar distro. Dot com. Can, slash Phoebe. And you can wear, it's a good, 
You can wear our logo. It's just our logo, you know? We're so, like, if you simple. know, you know, you know? But it happened. It took a long time. It did, but finally here. Please buy those. I uh, only have three more work weeks of work, so I would appreciate it and if you would. And the money that uh, we've allotted that we might make is what Matt will be living off of. Pretty much. For all of 2013. Not even. I don't even get all of that money. I just get some of it. I'll, like... I'll loan you my portion. <laughs> to be paid back when I have a job. Uh, yeah, so get the shirt. They're cool. They're gray. Uh, Dana uh, Lichtenberg did the uh, design. It's our yep. logo, and it's on the uh, it's on the shirt. Dana also does all of our uh, artwork that you see for yeah. the uh, for the podcast when you're on Nerdist.com. Sometimes they end up over at Smod, but most of the time they'll just they're on Nerdist, and they're on our Tumblr page, bpod.tumblr. Or Tumblr, I don't know. I don't it's know something. what it is either. It's however, the Tumblr organization organizes. Yeah, the organizing. I, it's feedpod.tumblr.com, I think. In my head, that's what I think it is. Uh, lots of good feedback. <laughs> that pained me to say it uh, from the last episode. A lot of people really like the idea of uh, the ice cream social party. Yeah, being organized by a uh, Bond villain. So that was nice. That worked. They enjoyed that. I was talking yesterday. I was like, I don't. There's like parts. I, there's stuff that I laugh. I don't really want to go back and listen because then I'm worried that they're. Not I'll tell you what I did. I actually listened to the entire episode. Really? Yeah, in the car. I just found myself. I just put it on and I was listening to it for. How'd it go? It was not bad. Yeah. I enjoyed hearing us uh, talk about Matthew Modine and. Uh, <laughs> Who are just for the record? I just want to be very clear. I have no pro. I love Matthew Modine. I'm a I'm a pro Matthew Modine. Vision, Vision Quest, Married to the Mo- I'm sure. pro Matthew Modine all the way. He's one of the few WNBA fans out there, too. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. But there's all the more reason to like him. That was not my, uh, I was not talking about that. So people who may have felt like I was too harsh on Matthew Modine, don't be harsh on me because I love Matthew Modine. I love Matthew Modine probably more than they do. Do you love Matthew Modine more than Matthew Myra? I do. I don't know. I do. You do? Yeah. That's your, that's your more than myself. If I could only love myself like mm. I love Matthew Modine. <laughs> A sentence spoken by no one ever <laughs> until just now. Um, oh, God. Well, don't so, dig us back into a Modine hole. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry, everybody. I, tried, I just spent the last <laughs> just five minutes to dig us out. us out. And here I am just pouring dirt back on. All right. Uh, Maybe he'll come on the show. Oh, man. We still need a guest. We were close on Klosterman it. said he would do it. I'm sure if I emailed him, yeah, he would say sure. Once again, but again, it's something we have through. to organize. Like we'd have to like somehow figure out how to get Make. this, get him on the line or something. I just picked up a phone twice, hit some buttons, and hung he it up. Was That's the sound you heard. Prop. That was. It wasn't even a prop. It was. I was yeah, looking but it at was it like you were, It was like you were kind of pretending like you were trying to figure it out. Like I didn't quite know what you were doing. I was like, is he actually trying to figure it out right now? <laughs> Let me look. Uh, you were just poking the phone like somehow it would magically Chuck Klosterman would show up. Maybe he's coming to L.A. I don't know. You're I know pushing that, all those buttons and now this show's not going to Wait, hang on. This, is, this one says e-phones. No we will be an hour and a half in. You don't hear and it. And then you're like, I didn't record it. <laughs> you don't know what that is. But that was a steam train pulling in. There's an airplane, a prop airplane going by. Oh, there's like a camera. Yeah. Oh. 
this is exciting to just me. Hang on, I'm gonna get headphones so Scott can enjoy this magic too. Speak up some Zane. The plane's still going. This is our version of North by Northwest. Oh. Is it that kind of prop plane? Yeah. It's a little magic. I'll just all. keep talking. Yeah, keep talking. Matt's trying to figure out a way that I can hear these sounds that um, are being played. Now what are you doing? I'm going to get the second deck going. That way, you'll be able to hear out of this. Hey, Scott. Oh, wow. I've never recorded the show this way. Where I hear Now you have headphones? Yeah. Oh, boy. Let's, uh, it's really weird out in this airfield. Oh, what's happening? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why does that, that plane keep following us? I gotta go. Why'd you stick your face on the mic? Just so I knew. <laughs> I just I don't. Here's the thing. What are those uh, we used have, for? There's a there's an instant replay system in the in the studio. <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> that. That's actually uh, sounds that I, there's 48 sounds, 47 pre-programmed sounds. What was that? Apple bite. Jesus. <laughs> oh, what is this for? I don't know. <laughs> is that? That was a weird laugh. <laughs> Whoa, is that Ooh, like a guy? Bowling. That was no strike. Crash. Bullwhip. Fireworks. Canadian sniper now has a sound effect. This is way too like morning. This feels like morning radio. Take the shot, eh? That's not a sniper. You supposed to say sorry. That's a pistol. Cannon. Cannon. Lock. Pistol. A compressor. Truck horn. Ambient traffic. Car door. Hot key not assigned. Subway. Steam train. Helicopter. Prop lane. Helicopter. Jet landing. Bubbles. Campfire. Thunder. Ocean. Heavy wind. Pigs. Horses might be coming in handy somewhere. Dog growl. Kitten. Time, eh? Now we really are just like, um, my name is. Like a... ah! <laughs> All right, that was uh, this thing turned into like a some crazy. Okay. <laughs> Like 1940s. That was, that was maybe the most annoying minute and a half of <laughs> podcasting ever. And I'm sorry for bringing that into the world. But you're not going to cut it out. No. They need to know that now we have the power. <laughs> Do it. At any... Oh, I don't have the power. What was that? Shitty that was air compressor. conditioner? That's what I meant to do this. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> That's what I meant. That's to why do. this is a union job because people like you who are qualified. <laughs> I 
<laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to Phoebe 12. <laughs> Scott, it's been a, it's only been a week since our last recording. We are on pace. We're on a tear. We're on our tear. We're tear just doing it once a week like nobody's business. Uh, we're here during the day. Scott's excited because stuff is still happening in the building. There's a lot of people walking around. Yeah. I don't know if I'm excited. I'm no, no. You, I see distracted. the joy in your face. It's, uh, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to line up that podcast to their, to their day and then know that it might have been them. You oh, could, t- you could line so. up our podcast to a video security camera and possibly have a video recording rec- of the podcast. Recording of us. Like that would be thinking about the people walking by. Uh, Scott, what uh, what you do this week? This week, yeah, the week just in the last week that we in the, in the last week that we had oh, um, apart from each other. I was in Dallas for a few days for work, and then I came back, and uh, I was you know watched a couple of screeners at home. What'd you watch? I watched. Um, Beast of the Southern Wild, which I oh, I've heard that's very good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, and then I watched uh, Silver Linings Playbook, which I liked quite a lot. That's uh, Kiki's favorite movie, Silver Linings Playbook. She Jeez. wanted to go see that. Like we were trying to find a time when Skyfall and Silver Linings Playbook were playing at the same time. Why? That's how we would go to the movies together. I would go see Skyfall. Why can't you go to another? You've seen Skyfall like 10 times. I've seen it four times, Scott. Not 10. But you were on God. your way to five. Oh, I would go see it a fifth time. Sure. What? What? Because is there new stuff? Well, you know, you just see a little different parts of it. The whole every time you go, you get to watch some other portion of the framing. It's beautifully shot. I, I hear that. I'm not saying I don't want to see it. I just don't want to watch it. No, it, it sounds like you don't want to see times. it. Four times. When as soon as you get your screener, give me a call. I'll come over. I mean, I would like to go see it out. I might go see it in the theater. You and should when see I say it. I might you go see, see it, it at the theater, Universal City Walk. Probably won't. I'll go with you. That definitely won't happen. You don't like the City Walk? I, I don't. I'm not a f- it's crowds and parking. And, you know, I went. Uh, I, I would rather be like. I would rather it be out in the middle of a field. I went on Wednesday night of last week, and it was dead. Because it was raining, I think, was part of it. But it was beautiful. There were six people in the theater. So we had an IMAX theater essentially to ourselves. You yeah. should have made the other people leave. I went with uh, Matt Gorley. Oh, you went with somebody. Yeah, I went with Matt Gorley of the uh, Super Ego podcast. Very talented uh, improviser. And, Who was he? Uh, he's a big Bond fan, too. So we both were like, let's go see this. Did he improvise throughout the movie? No. No. <laughs> that would just be weird. Uh, okay, so Silver Linings Playbook, thumbs up. Face of the Southern Wild, thumbs up. Which one do you like more? Silver Linings Playbook. Whoa. Does the uh, you heard it here. actress involved in that film have anything to do with you liking it more? Um, No. It's oh. not why I would like it more, but uh, she's really good. Yeah. She's, she's great in it. But the little girl in that movie is better than the... Is, is, is really good. There's buzz around her for being... Uh, the little girl? Yeah. And I think there's a buzz around Jennifer Lawrence. Really? Yeah. I didn't hear that buzz. For Hunger Games, probably? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, saw, I saw that. I was working. <clears throat> um, 
we have these short animated shorts coming out on Liquid TV after the first of the year called Disco Destroyer. And that's what I was doing earlier today, too. Liquid TV is back. Liquid TV is back. But they don't have any, there's new stuff coming, but they haven't come yet. Um, but that's something I'm working on the side. And uh, I did that all Saturday. And then, I don't know, I draw. I like to draw. Yeah, you've been drawing a lot. I've seen that on your Instagram. I haven't been drawing as much as I would like to. How much would you like to draw? All day. Yeah? Yeah. I like your hobby? That's your hobby. That's my hobby. I would do that. I like to... I would do that all day. I would do that for a job. (laughs) Wow. You heard it here first. If anyone's hiring... I would draw. I could sit here and... And... uh, Oh, wait. What? Oh. Scott might have his... uh, We're not playing those sound effects. Duck! Nope, that was a siren. Oh, it's a machine gun. Cannon. Pistol. <laughs> I think we just, every time we push a button. We Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Uh, I would just like to, for record, say that I uh, love boobs. What? Oh. Scott has just handed me a drawing of me. He's sketched me. I think this means we're in love. Okay, you know, I got to put these on to hear all the weird things that you mumble during the show. I just said I think it means we're in love. That's, that's true. Because you sketched me. This is, uh, I'm going to save that. That's, a, that's, that's pretty rad. Well, I like to, I would do it all day. I, I used really to draw. Would. But I don't do it anymore. Why? You know, I just kind of fell out of it. Did fell out of doodling. Enjoy it? No, I liked it a lot. I would do it a lot. Well, then what happened? Why, you know what? I'm going to start Why do you up give again. up on things that you... Why I'm do you give up, up on the things that you You know, you life gets about. in the way sometimes, Scott. Life. You're familiar with life? Gets in the way. Well, we... Someone dead. What? Someone died? Oh, you, you're one dead? Oh, right. hang on. I'll no, no. These off. I don't need it. We're experiencing You're good. There's a lot You're of back. audio difficulties. No, but they're not hearing any of that. <laughs> um, well, they heard me stop momentarily. Let's move on to something else. Why? why? Okay. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. I just, just calm down, Scott. I think You're a little tw- aggravated right now. 12's falling apart. 12 is falling apart. <laughs> 12's falling apart fast. What did I do? Hang on. I'll tell you what I did. Friday. Oh, Friday I did uh, All-Star Celebrity Bowling which is the uh, show on the Nerdist YouTube channel versus Team Coco. So Conan O'Brien, Andy Richter, Mike Sweeney, Aaron. I did not break 60. I bowled a 59. Is that good for you? No. I mean, I'm I'm terrible at bowling. Okay. And then it gets to a point where I will uh, just start throwing the ball from... Even you, off the out, like I'll be off try. the lane and I'll just toss it. You don't even try. Yeah, then I'll try to throw it as fast as I can because now a lot of these uh, bowling alleys they have um, they have uh, pins. Yeah, they have. Well, ball. no, they have now. They have speedometers on the lane. Oh, will really? tell you how fast you've thrown the ball. I was at a bowling alley in the valley once, and I was with my wife mm-hmm. and my friend. My buddy Rich Fox, I think, and we were <clears throat> we were there, and we looked down the we looked down 
probably like 15 lanes down the one by jerry's um there was this big dude tall dude and uh it was gene simmons <laughs> and so gene simmons is there just kidding his bowling this is like this is a while ago it was probably like eight years ago and he would in my memory is that he threw the ball really fast which made me think of that because he threw the ball really fast but he really wouldn't walk down the lane like he would almost like get up grab the ball from where the ball is and then he would just pull his arm back and throw it like he wouldn't approach the line he would literally just do it and that ball like just flew down the lane and i remember i was like that's gene simmons Simmons is terrible the bowling he wasn't that bad really yeah maybe that's just the method he had developed it was like a it was it was i don't know if it was like partially just because he knows everyone was like because i was standing five feet from him going like you're gene simmons Yeah, like like a a a bowling um a way to bowl that people would sort of be like that's so kiss you know that's That's so kiss (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean man he bowls so kiss he bowls so kiss you know what i mean like does he run through gene simmons head where he's like all these people are gonna watch me bowl and if i bowl like i think gene simmons if i bowl like poison is so yeah he can't bowl poison (laughs) you don't want to bowl poison you don't want to bowl all cc to bill but i think the thing with gene simmons is he's probably so much a part of his life now the whole the kiss thing obviously that he like has to think about how he would do everything you know what i mean like if he goes grocery shopping, he's gonna go. How would Kiss grocery shop? Yeah. How would Gene Simmons? How does Gene Simmons grocery shop? You think he always buys a cow tongue just to be like, eh, eh? Gene Simmons, I'm buying he a points tongue. at it. <laughs> That's what you were doing. Shut up. Well, that's too self-aware. I don't think he walks out of the grocery store. I think Gene Simmons is the most self-aware of anybody. <laughs> You've made that decision. Other than like, I said, of maybe all the lady, people in the world, maybe Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. I almost called her Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga might you be think the most. She's more self-aware than. Yeah, she's so self-aware of the image and. Uh, well, I mean, just like, like what she wears. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know behaves. if I would. I don't know if the, if the if there was a chart, I would go Lady Gaga and then Gene Simmons. I want there to be a chart, and those are the only two people on the chart. Because <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. Because I don't. No, I mean that's fine. But no, I mean, like, who else could you think of as is, is is more self aware than those two? Who else like thinks about what they wear and? No, and, I mean, just like how they portray themselves. It's such an image. It's such a thing. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even think they are that self aware. You mean that they don't think that they're out there promoting themselves? That's all they are. Yeah. Like they're not even they're not even standing up on top of a talent. But they're not doing things that their fans expect of them. You know what I mean? Because they don't really have fans. Well, they must they have. just have people that are like aware of them. Am I completely off base here? Because like I th- what I think of like <clears throat> Lady Gaga, she's got like the uh, little monsters, you know, that's her, what she calls her fans. Yeah. And uh, she's always probably thinking about the little monsters and what they want. Yeah. Of, a, of a lady and i feel like kiss same way you know yeah but i think chloe chloe and kim the kardashians i don't think they're i don't think they're are there hardcore kardashian fans out there i mean i am not yeah so <laughs> you're kidding count me out all right um there has to be 
There has to be. Other, there, you can't. Exp- I mean, are people just watching because they're like all? Are people watching, listening, and looking because they're just like? Because there's just a bunch of people going like, "Oh my god, who watches this?" Like, is that what people do? Well, I mean, there has to be a there has to be a population of people who are actual fans. There's such a there's such a that's an interesting point you bring up about people who watch things just for the sake of watching them, which is kind of what happened last week uh, with the whole Liz and Dick thing. The Lindsay Lohan Lifetime movie. Yeah. Which was just a bunch of people hate watching it. Yeah, I remember seeing that where I was like, it became an event of like, well, let's. <clears throat> like, I was like, I remember watching people tweet about it and mm. I was like, well, now it's, it, it literally means like success is not necessarily like doing I'm, a good I'm, job or. Yeah, exactly. Where I was like, it was a measurement of like, oh, like they've succeeded to become like. There's acknowledgement of we acknowledge crap now as much as we acknowledge quality. Right. Yeah, no, and it just and it just became a it was so I didn't watch it. But the thing well, but the point I'm trying to make is like there was such a inside the circle of people that we know or the circle of people that maybe we follow on Twitter. If you just take that sample yes. of people then Liz and Dick was the most popular thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes, I was like, everybody I know was tweeting about it. But then you go outside that circle, and it's just like, no one cared or was aware of it. I don't know how well it did as far as ratings and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's like the interesting thing. I think it was just a weird thing where, like, for me, my reaction to something where it's like, that looks like a that that looks terrible. Is that my reaction? Is well, I you know, my it it leaps over the 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 process of looking at things to consume, deciding what looks bad, and deciding not to <laughs> purchase it or watch it. Right, and it leaps to the idea of like because it doesn't look good is the primary reason for participating in it. Like you're not watching, like let's, right? You're watching it because, of, like, if anyone who out there has seen the room, no one watched the room. To nobody goes because they're just like, I hear it's really popular. Yeah. I want to know, yeah, or I even see how just, bad it is. Yeah, you want to go see how or bad. like Birdemic. Uh, there's a bunch of, I mean, there's just a bunch of a bunch of things like that. But like, but my point really was just about like the whole people think that things are more popular now than they were. Like, but I think that's just because of social networking and well, the fact that you're networked socially with people who think like you. You know what I mean? Like I also, when you were at Comic Con, remember remember the Scott Pilgrim year of Comic Con? Yeah. And like that was all anybody was talking about was Scott Pilgrim. Yep. And then you left Comic Con and nobody gave a shit about Scott Pilgrim. I wanted. To see. And it didn't do well at the box office. But to our group, I mean, that was it's a great, great, great movie. I love Scott Pilgrim. And I and I and I wish. Well, I understand what you're saying is that like the importance the 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 you take a group of beyond a certain group. It's like it's easy to make the thing feel like it's like it it extends way beyond yeah where it is. And I agree with that. Although with Liz and Dick, I was just like I don't know who else. I wasn't. My thought I was thinking more about while it was happening, where I was like, why are why do people want to watch something that's like bad? But I guess it's because it's like. I guess it's because of this, which is without social networking, who would do it? Like without live right. tweeting, like why would you bother? Right. It's like being in a room full of people and making fun of something. 
Yeah. Without that option, nobody would do it. Like, or maybe they would, but they would be by themselves or they would fucking have a party with. Yeah. Or would you even like go through that by yourself? Like if you, if you couldn't share the terribleness with everybody, would you sit there and watch? No, because then you would just be like, oh, this is a piece of shit. And like, look in the mirror. Right. Or even if you had look in the mirror. Or maybe if you had a friend, you'd be like, isn't this terrible? And like, yeah. yeah. But then you wouldn't even feel compelled to necessarily make fun of it. Right. It's or maybe so, you would. It, it, well, yeah. It's Did just, you watch it? I, I turned it on for a bit. Like, mm, I'm going to say five minutes. I stumbled upon, there's a particularly bad scene where, I don't know if it's particularly bad, actually, because I didn't see the whole thing. But so there's just this scene. It could have been the best, scene, been the best scene in the movie. There's just the scene where... Uh, Elizabeth Taylor, played by Lindsay Lohan, is out in the backyard by herself. Okay. And then she just starts going, I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm so bored. Like, and this was the dialogue. It was amazing. It was just, and then like a couple of people come up and, and then I was like, ah, I'm turning this off. I can't. <laughs> I can't sit through this you couldn't even sit there and make fun of it i don't get any that's the hard part for me is like i don't there's something missing where it's like to me to sit there and watch something that is just sort of like i don't take that much glee in things being not that good yeah like they, they i don't really have that thing have you seen the room yeah i've seen the room was it a was it a great experience it was fascinating yeah i went to, i went to the screenings they used to screen them at the sunset five which i don't even think is a thing anymore i don't think it's a i think it's now a sundance theater yeah like where they just play sundance endorsed movies or independent movies yeah yeah uh but it used to be the laramie five and they would saturday nights lemley. at midnight lemley that's lemley. what i meant laramie laramie uh they would do saturday nights at midnight you'd see the room and tommy Wiseau, the director writer star of it would come out and do a q a and what I guess if you saw it with a group of people, it would be yeah. It it it, it took on a uh, on a Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of a uh, kind of an event thing. Like people would have responses for certain lines, and gotcha. There would be uh, parts where people would throw plastic spoons at the screen whenever there was a spoon on the screen because some reason some of the art on the set was just a bunch of spoons. It was weird. But have you seen the room? No. Well, it's like, I guess I would have to go out at midnight to watch it. Yeah, I mean, or you could watch it on DVD. Yeah, but... I, I have mean, it on DVD. But don't you think watching it by yourself, then it's like the 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 quality of the experience is, is diminished. Diminished, absolutely diminished, yeah. Like, to the point where you're just like, why am I watching this? Yeah. Like, yeah. this is just shit. Although that's bad enough that it, it does... It did... Uh... Actually, you know what? I don't know if I've ever sat and watched it by myself. That's a good question. You might it might be the saddest experience of your life. <laughs> Are you laughing because you're like nothing can come close? <laughs> <laughs> nothing could top Feeb twelve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always hit the apple button. Yeah. Apple that doesn't button. even sound like it. Oh, that's disgusting. I'm sorry. Ew. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. I just, uh, just want to thank uh, Scott and uh, my manager, Alex, and uh, I'd like to thank God and uh, baby Jesus. Oh, I guess. <laughs> wow. They, you, you, really, you lost them. Right they there. just lost them right there. I remember Dave Foley fucking I think it was Dave. No, it wasn't Dave Foley. Fuck did that comedy album. 
And uh, it was fucking uh, these are the Dave's on. No, no, one of the kids. Bruce McCullough. Bruce McCullough. <laughs> one of them. Um, there's just, I remember on that record, there's a Mar. He goes, I love the baby Jesus because he don't give me no shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's oh, funny. Fuck it. Love the baby Jesus because he don't give me no shit. Thanks, Canada, for giving us the kids in the hall. <clears throat> Canada rules. I have art. I have a, there was a kids in the hall art show at Meltdown. Yeah. Uh, kids on the wall is the name of the show. Wow. The art show. That's clever. Yeah. And uh, I bought this piece. It's like a, a canvas that's just like a chalkboard, it's uh-huh. like chalkboard canvas almost. And then painted on is a formula. And then the formula is like zero equals number of girls who called. And then uh, zero equals blah, blah, blah. And it's just like this crazy formula, uh, nonsensical stuff. Yeah. And then at the bottom it says equals fag. <laughs> and it's called daddy math. Because <laughs> of the daddy drank sketch. And I love it. That's in my house. I thought it was really show. funny. I liked our movie too. No one bought it because it was like, who's going who's gonna to hang this on their wall? It just says fag in giant letters. I was like, it's a reference like, to the sketch. I'm going to put it. Yeah, I'll put it next to my Japanese Wrath of Khan poster. I remember I bought Kevin this like way back. I bought him a Swamp Thing cover by uh, I don't remember who did it. It was a really like it was a really cool cover and and very graphic. Mm-hmm. But it was literally like him kind of laying there, and it was a giant swastika on it. And like it was a very if you've read the book, like I just remembered. I didn't buy it for that reason, but after I bought it and I gave it to him, it was that thing where I could just see on his face where he's like, do you really want me to put a giant swastika on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> like, where do I put it? In the bathroom? Like, what do you want? I think it was really like, but at the time, like I said, it wasn't about the swastika. It was about like the comic book and like this very graphic and. Sw- swastikas are weird. They're like this like. Well, it used to be a sign of. It was a good from the Buddhists, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a Buddhist sign that you know they co-opted. Yeah, um, but like I remember watching the first time I saw American Beauty in the theater. Mm-hmm. Everybody he shows her the plate, and they flip it over, and it's like a Nazi plate, like that the father collects. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You think, oh, this is going to be a plot point? Never is. It's no. not. It wasn't a plot point. <laughs> it's just so strange. Nazi memorabilia. Yeah. I don't know anyone who collects Nazi memorabilia. I don't know anyone who collects Nazi memorabilia either. Although I did want to buy a German Air Force watch from World War II. Which, uh, I don't think it had no like swastika or anything. Yeah, it didn't like, have any like no. Third Reich markings or anything on it. But it was so like, you felt it was a cool watch, but I still didn't buy it. I was like, eh. For that reason? It. Yeah. Just, Whereas somebody's like, oh, that's a really cool watch. So what is it? Like, oh, it's, it's like a, a German, German Air Force pilot watch. I should be like, my grandfather took it off him and. Hamburg. Yeah. It was after amazing. he shot him in the head yeah. with a bullet. <laughs> oh, you suck. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> I think that this is just a more fun way of uh, killing people. <laughs> you shoot up fireworks before? <laughs> What is that? I don't understand. I, what I don't is understand. It? Don't, why is it's a force. I've always loved Father Oh. <laughs>
I've always loved battle rockets. As a little boy. In Dusseldorf, we used to have many fireworks. <laughs> this is the end of Nine. the show. Nine. <laughs> if anybody wants a t-shirt. <laughs> hey, you know, technically at 12, we've done, if you listen to one a month, you could listen to Phoebe for a year. Yeah. If we did six and you listen to half of one a month, you could listen to Phoebe for a year. It really just depends on how you break it down. Yeah, but that's not as round. What you did was just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> not as dumb as that. Ooh. I like that it does. Oh, my fly. I wonder how long my fly has been down. Um, I don't know. I used my mind to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's You're my the- superpower. Do you remember in That's the, the only thing I can do is people's flies. Do you remember in the Spy Who Loved Me? The uh, he's got the magnetic uh, Rolex. Yeah, and then he uses it to unzip a girl's dress. I don't remember that part. I do vividly. Is it exciting? Yeah, you don't see exciting. her nude, right? No, you don't see anybody nude. Although in the credit sequences, sometimes you catch a little boob. Yeah, but don't the they get part. rid of the nipples? I don't know. Has there ever been question for everyone? Phoebe, can anybody? Has there ever been a nipple in a Bond film? A female nipple? Yes. There's been lots of male nipples. There is a, a bunch of tit. There's a in a, a submarine. I forget which movie it's in too. A titty submarine. There's a submarine. No, but there's just a scene in the submarine, and it might even be Tomorrow Never Dies. It might even be, might be the Spy Who Loved Me, might be Octopussy. There's a submarine where the crew gets up and, and one of the crew members walks by a wall. And on the wall is just a bunch of titties. Like a bunch of uh, like, like pinups. Just, oh, pinups. Yeah. I like just like pinups. Like, and there's clearly nipples. And the movie's PG. That's the beauty of the 70s. They just didn't give a fuck. They just were like, just what are we going to put on that wall? Tits. Like, Tits. <laughs> Boobies. <laughs> but there's never been like a real nipple. Nah, I mean, not that I know of. Other, unless you count Daniel Craig's nipples. Well, that's what I was saying. It's Which like, oh. I do. Which I do. I got one <laughs> and two. Three. Uh, I bought the, uh, there's a book. There's a giant, giant Toshin book. I saw, yeah, I saw on your Instagram. Oh, my God. Is it magic? It's amazing. It's huge, too. The book is huge. It's uh, 16 pounds. That's how much the book weighs. Wow. And uh, How the, much is the average head weigh? Eight pounds. Thanks, huh. Jonathan Lucknicki. So two two it weighs like two human two heads human heads worth of stuff. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a very cool book, and if you're a James Bond fan at all, I'd, I'd recommend getting it on hey, Amazon. Get it hey, on Amazon. Don't feeb breeds. Oh, this is a, this is an accidental feeb breeds. You skipped last week because you suck. Yeah, I guess I don't read as much as I thought. I don't I did. call you out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks for calling me out on that, Scott. Um. What are you doing for the holidays? What time do you have to? So this show. Oh shit! I gotta in four minutes. I'm gonna we're gonna stop down because Matt's gotta go get makeup put on his face and then do rehearsal at uh, three o'clock. And rehearsal will probably run ten minutes. So we're gonna I'll have be a, down here. Yeah, we're gonna have a twenty-five minute break. We are because we're. I'm here. Think of at, it as an intermission. I'm here at work with you. Yeah, Scott came to work today. This is like take your father to work day. I did. I am getting or through son, a bunch or of son or daughter. Stuff. Take my daughter to work day. You're my daughter, Scott. What I'm so that? proud of you. 
I don't know. It seems You're weird. Proud of your, I'm proud of my daughter. Hi, Dad. <laughs> hey. Hey, Scott. Hi, Dad. What, what is doing? the female? What are you doing, Dad? Well, uh, recording a podcast right Dad, now, Dad, what Scott. are we doing here? <laughs> we just... You know, you're off school today. I don't want to do a podcast you, with you, uh, Dad. But you have to sit with me all day at work. That's the deal. You don't get to go, you don't have to go to school, but you do have to sit and enjoy. Feed. It's not. You wouldn't do that to your daughter, would you? Make my daughter sit through feed? Do you want to have kids? No. What is this? Oh, my God. You don't want to have kids? I do. I would like to, yeah. I'd like to have a couple. Six? No, I don't think six. Three? Three, maybe. At the most, four. Wow. Yeah. We were two. Uh, we were two and two. Two boys, two girls. Uh, in my family. I have a sister, but I don't. I mean, I, you don't want to talk about her. <laughs> no, I'll talk about my time. I, uh, I, so you want kids? Right yeah. on. I'm not holding it against you. No, most I mean, people do. You don't want kids. No. I made sure of that. Yeah. I not only don't want Oh, did them, you get a vasectomy? Yeah. Good for you. It was amazing. It was amazing. How was it amazing? No, it wasn't amazing. I mean, it was. It was no. It was also no big deal. It's a. It's I've a, talked about. It's before. an outpatient thing, right? Yeah, it's easy. It's a little sore. Yeah. Yeah, they, you know, you get a local. That part's a little like. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> you need a little more local. Um. But you need not, to be. You need a regional. Yeah. It was not. It was not. Uh, it was not hard. Yeah. No, it can't be hard while they do it. No. I was. <laughs> He's like, this, I've never seen this before. Uh, Scott, do you want us to wait for your erection to go away? I'm like, no. <laughs> is, does my erection make you uncomfortable? Uh, not at all. I'm a doctor. But uh, it does make the surgery a lot more difficult. Why? You're going to lose more blood. Why? Why are you going to cut me? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you going to cut me? Will you tie a ribbon on it? <laughs> Turn your head. <laughs> Um, they do give you like you got to wear this like kind of like undie like ball sack kind of banana hammock thing, and mm-hmm. and then you are uncomfortable for for the rest of the day. It's definitely oh, that's it, it, but it gets off. back to when, uh, how long it's after sore, it's sore for like a period. How long after the vasectomy do you have to wait before you can bone again? Um, you probably could do it in a few days. The key is that you have to after you do it, you have to have a certain amount of ejaculations to get the sperm out of your system oh so i was just like I, we had a black we have a blackboard wall and i was just like wink 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 i had a little chart <laughs> how many how many is it like, was like, like five no it was more like i thought it was like 15 holy like shit yeah. your balls store a lot of semen well i mean i mean in general i'm just saying your ball as in balls i guess well, they're just saying in order to be careful, you got to do, you got to have like 15 ejaculations and then you get your sperm tested. And if you get two clean tests, then you can go to town. This is much more of an ordeal than I thought. Go to town. Now nah, <laughs> go to town. Uh, all right. Uh, go do your rehearsal. Intermission. We'll be back right after this. Okay. Hey, we're back. back. How did you enjoy your intermission, everybody? It was probably great, right? I mean, it really wasn't an intermission for you. It was the only person that was an intermission for was me. What'd you do? Um, I 
Scott, I wanted your personal notes on top here. I don't know why you ripped that off. Did you read them? I, no, I just I thought something said email, and then I, I literally like that's what I did. I walked over and I looked at. I was like, wonder what I wrote over there, and I literally read it and I ripped it off. I was like, this is a picture of Matt. I'm gonna masturbate to it every day. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. Um, Believe me, I have a copy of it. My wife's like, why is Matt's face on all the little pieces of toilet paper? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's just... It's got to catch my cum. Yeah, look at it. That's how I think you talk to your wife. It's <laughs> got to catch my cum. Oh! <laughs> it's my buddy, cum catcher. Oh, hey! He's from Massachusetts. <laughs> all right. I was chewing peanuts. That was ridiculous. That was a stupid thing to do. You fucking gave me shit before. I sure did. I was going to bring my fucking taco in here, and you're like, then you're going to eat on the air, and people are going to hear you eating. Tacos are uh, very different from peanuts. That's like a meal. I mean, technically, yeah, that's true, but it's like (laughs) the the methodology of of consuming them is pretty similar. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose you chew them and, and swallow them. Yeah, and like you said, you're like, don't do it on the air. You called me unprofessional. Yeah. And then you did it. Scott, I'm sorry. Okay. I just want to apologize and move past it. Matt's wearing a tie. I am. I changed my tie. You did change your tie. I had to because the tie I was wearing was meringue on the on the television. It was what? Meringuing? Moraying. Oh, like it was. It was like uh, jumping. Yeah. You know, it's a television thing. I know in movies you probably, you know, have enough lighting where that's not an issue. <laughs> We uh we sit around and talk about people who have to deal with Moraine. <laughs> I also have makeup on, could you tell? You do. You do look, I look more even? Yeah. Yeah. And your hair. You look My hair's together a little bit. Yeah. This, this is how together. I, you look like a professional. Yeah, I, I treat, look like a homeless. I treat guy. the podcast uh, with respect that it deserves. Unlike you, who just shows up looking like like a vagrant. Looking like a Portland trailblazers fan <laughs> that oh means. that's so <laughs> portland timbers fan was that uh is that their soccer team yeah mls new yeah. england revolution yeah do you like soccer uh I'll, i like watching it live i like going to soccer games uh-huh. never played it i played for a long time many years it was the fall sport, so I played uh, football at the time that soccer was happening in my school. I tried football, but I didn't really. I, I didn't. I didn't dig it. I liked it enough. I mean, what position did you play? Nose guard and center. It's the big fat guy in the middle. That's who I was. <laughs> <laughs> like, coach, what do you think about me? Maybe you know, coach, wide receiver. I'm already <laughs> wide. I just need to receive. <laughs> And that's how you got the name Come Catcher. <laughs> that is exactly how the name Come Catcher happened. I uh, I played quarterback for one year. What? Eight, eighth grade. Whoa. Did you get so much puss from no. that? No. It's such a disgusting word. I don't know why I say it all the time. Puss? puss. It's just so. All the time. Every time so I see puss. you. I did say it. I said it. You, you started said, the show. Because you said, you know what I'm of... thinking about? And I said puss. <laughs> when? <laughs> when we. When I ran into you outside, we walked over to get tacos. Oh. For the record, you got tacos. I did not have anything. What what, what was I thinking about? Because it wasn't puss. It was something else. Oh, I don't even know what it was. 
because we started talking about t-shirts. Oh, it was about the t-shirts. Yeah. No, that's what I was thinking. Oh, about. cool. I was like, I was thinking about something. I can't remember. And then you were like, puss. <laughs> <laughs> Such a foul word. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as fucking cunt, which you started Where, the show with. Yeah. Well, listen, sometimes people forgot. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Where are you on this whole uh, 2012 thing? What? The end of the world predictions. The mind I've been watching a lot of uh, Nat Geo lately, National Geographic Channel. Um, I, I, I had heard from, I'd heard that Descendants of the Mayan literally are just like, it's all bullshit. They're like, that's not what it says. It doesn't say it's the end of the world. They just said like, well, we're going in. It's like a, it's not the end of the world. It's a shift in, there's a shift. It's like a shift and not the end of the world. Here's, I used to do a, a bit about it and stand up about the 2012 thing. And this and is it? No, no, no. I was just saying like how it was just like, maybe, maybe they just were like, oh, this is, uh, okay, this is all set. Uh, how long is this good for? Oh, okay. 2000 years. All right. We'll get, we'll finish it up later. This is fine. It's good for 2000 years. And then the civilization and, and they got, civil, no one the got around flu. to it. And, and then died. I was, influenza. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's what it was? Is that what they? Is that what they've decided it was? I mean, it wasn't just that, but <clears throat> large swaths of of people of indigenous people died once the European came. Europeans came. Well, it's kind of like um, I think there was also issues with. Uh, it's well documented. I can't remember because of all the details, but in um, collapse. Mm-hmm. A book by Jared Diamond, mm-hmm. who also wrote Gun Germs, Guns, Germs, and Steel. Actually, that's the one I Guns, Germs, and Steel. Um, is the book by Jared Diamond. The one before collapse. <laughs> that was guns. I know. That was the cocking of the gun. <laughs> now I'm just waiting for you to be like, puss. There's guns. What if we sent a guy back with an M sixteen? To win. I suppose he'd run out of ammunition pretty quickly. When? I don't know. To Mayan times. Could he take over? Uh, if, he, if he went in the right direction. I mean, there was a lot. But if you read Guns, Germs, and Steel, it talks about why. It's the, it's the idea of, like, why. I mean, that might as well be my Feebreeds. If you read that book, it talks about why did the Europeans settle, you know, South America, North America. Why not the other way around? You know, what, are the, what were the things that we had... That they did not boats, boats, but some, but more like once we got there, if we were, it was all even playing field, it would have been different. But part of it was germs. Like we came, we brought our fucked up germs to them, and massive amounts, like huge amounts of uh, something I've always died. wondered, and this might just be just genuinely ignorant of me, but. Like it seems like the Native Americans and the Native South Americans were all set. Like they weren't uh, technologically speaking, they weren't progressing anywhere really. After the bow and arrow and flint weapons and, and stuff like that, they had sort of been like, "Okay, this is good. We're using the land. We're doing it. We're getting along just fine." Well, I don't know if you can, I, but say I wonder. They wouldn't have continued. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not wondering. I'm just saying if. I mean, that's why no, I started no, go, the statement. No, no, continue to marginalize. And- no, that's what I'm saying. That's why I started with this might be incredibly ignorant of me. 
That's why I started. That I don't think it's ignorant. I, 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 but I, it makes me wonder because they were they seemed content, you know, which good for them. That they were just like, look, why we? Yeah, we, what do, what else do we need? I don't need that. We don't need anything else. I got TP and 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 and, and then. And in pussy, I got. But in that's in that bow and arrow, exactly. I got the buffalo. In that respect, though, of it of them not of them having everything they need, doesn't that make them smarter than everybody else anyway? Because <laughs> they did, they had everything they needed. They're just like, why do I need more? Why do yeah. I need guns and stuff right. like that? Like, I wonder had they had they had they been had we never come over? Had, had we, we never, never came yeah. over? Would they have developed? I assume so, on some degree. Yeah, don't they have to? I, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I, I don't know the it. answer to it. Uh, if you know the answer to that question, if go ahead and email us at fourreisandbeard <laughs> at gmail.com. And if you can tie it into a discussion about porn stashes behind elementary school. Did the Native Americans put yeah. porn anywhere? They had like hieroglyphic porn. Hmm. A lot of people were actually talking about, you're still chewing. I can't you, believe you gave me shit about it. You don't understand what my day is like, Scott. I, I, I mean, you know, I don't really care. I run around a lot. I'm doing a lot of things. Making television happen. No. <laughs> no, mine did. Sorry. There's yours. Um, I, I, uh, you make television happen. Yeah, sometimes. You're part of the television. Part of the television landscape for three more weeks. What are you going to do? What, what happens at the end? Sex. I retire. You retire? That's it? Yeah, I'm going to. You create a box set? I'm going to get a boat. Oh, could I sell a Matt Myra box set? Nope. <laughs> just thought about it for a second. Then realized I don't own any of that stuff. You could you could just bootleg it. You could sell it out front of here. All right. Sounds like a plan. No, that's it. I do wonder what I'm going to do, like, after. After the next three yeah, weeks? Yeah, I've never really been... Uh, a planner? <laughs> or uh, unemployed. You've never been unemployed. Not really. I mean, are you technically unemployed, unemployed? No, because I still do the nerdist stuff. Yeah, so it's not like you're completely unemployed. Which is enough, uh, just enough to not get unemployment, but not enough to live. I read a study on the Huffington Post today that asked, like, it was a survey they had done of the amount of money someone needed to make in a year to be happy. Like, what kind of money bred the most contentness like what is the amount of money a yearly income yep that made someone happy do you have a guess of what the yearly median was for that i'm gonna say i could be wrong uh-huh. but i'm gonna vote for 65 no lower One hundred and sixty-six thousand dollars. really i was off yeah. by 100 you're off by about a hundred thousand wow so where did they, I mean, my thing is like, you have to qualify that question. Where did they ask? Everywhere. Well, I, by everywhere, I mean like they asked Germany. Germany had the lowest. They said 60 something thousand. See, I was thinking in German. Yeah, you were thinking, thinking German like terms. a German. I was like, how much money do I need uh, to be? 133,000 in the UK. 130,000. $133,000, which is not, which is what, like uh, 80,000 pounds? 90,000 pounds? Sure. Yeah, it's about 90,000. It's about eighty five thousand pounds, yeah, a year. Okay, so and what was the highest? Who who was like I America? Need, America was like I, we need one hundred sixty six thousand. No, America was said we need a million dollars. Really? Yeah. Which oh, so one hundred sixty six thousand is the average. Yeah. 
but an American said the yeah. average American was like, you need a million dollars to be happy, which I think is uh total bullshit. <laughs> you don't yeah. need a million dollars. No. no, I mean, it'd be nice to have it. Sure. But after a certain point, what do you do with it? I thought they, there was a study done by somebody who said that, you know, they've, they've talked about money and happiness and that the, the gap between poverty and middle class, there mm-hmm. is a, there's a genuine increase in overall happiness. Somebody's taken out of like poverty or like a really physically demanding life and, and, or, you know, like a tough life living on the edge of poverty that managed to get a job, move out and move up to the middle class or, you know, move up a notch that those people, there is a registered amount of happiness. Then it becomes really incremental. And then at a certain point, it's like, it doesn't increase happiness at all. Yeah. I suppose that's, that would be true if you think about it, you know, cause like what's like we like some similar to what we talked about with our James James Bond villain situations of like exactly these guys that have a hundred million dollars and they want a hundred and five. But no, when someone needs to sit down and tell them, it's just like another billion dollars, you're not going to be happier. (laughs) Phil Figueroa, we've actually done a study. Yeah. Uh, Before you, before you, before you, before you do this, kill this army of people and uh, take over Fort Knox. Just want to let you know, you're not going to feel any happier. We did a study. It's look, look. This is how much gold you have. How much gold you'll get. This is how much gold you'll. This is the value of your gold will go up. These two happy faces are your expressions. Notice how they're the same. They're the same. In fact, you're a little less happy after because of something unrelated. You feel a little bit guilty. You just feel like he spent so much money probably building late. Like he built. Is that where he built the laser? Yeah, the laser's there to cut gold. How much money did he spend to do that? It's a good question. You got to spend money to make gold or something. Um, I don't, I think that, I think money is, comes down to, I think to me that response from America is more about like, it's money is generally about like, can you, will it create a marked change in your life and, and what you do? That is, that is how, is it an amount of money that will change your life? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you win some money. Great. You're happy. You win like $500 for some people. That's great. For a lot of people, it's like, that's cool. It's just cool that you won. You you ever, yeah. Like if you win the lottery for $500, like fuck you, take it. And you're fuck excited. you take it. Fuck you, take that shit. But like on a certain, you know, for some people that they'd be more stoked than other people, but that's because the measurement is, does that $500 change your life? Do you like, I always think back to like, yeah, you say like, or people say, uh, you know, you're happiest. What was the happiest you've ever been? Yeah, and it's never, for me, I don't think it's ever been when I was making the most money. You know? No. I don't think, I, I would never th- think back. I don't really relate money, to, money happiness. to happiness. You're right, we're right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think about, I mean, you know, obviously, we all try to make money. And yeah. It's not like and I it's haven't nice made to- some. You know, yeah, be able to go. It's nice to be able to do some restaurant. Shit. Yeah, it so, depends what you're interested in, though. Well, I think I'm interested in food and puss. <laughs> puss for sale. Puss. 
Uh, and the sequel Have you ever paid for sex? To Puss in, no, God, no. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that depends on that what you mean fun. by paid for. That would be awesome if you were like, yeah. Because <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was literally like, why am I asking a guy if he's like fucked a hooker on, on the air like you might? I've not, no, no, I mean, I would tell you all if I had, but I haven't. I think it's weird. I remember, I remember we were in New Zealand and I was with Brian Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that at that time they had just changed the prostitution laws or something like that. I believe. I could be wrong. If somebody's from New Zealand listening once again, um, hopefully I'm not calling you a prostitute. But anyways, they had like massage parlors or something. And suddenly like you could get, you know, like a hand job or something. Like I think it was all. It like was an all, above board hand job. Yeah. It was kind of like you'd walk in and be like, hey, man, like I got this thing. You got that thing. Why don't you grab a hold of this thing? <laughs> and here's 10 bucks. Like I think it was above board and you can go in and do it. And he was talking about it. He was just, I don't, I can't remember if he went in or not. I need to ask him. I thought he was going to go in and just, he was just curious to like go in and ask them the question. Like, can you really? Yeah. I think he did. I think he went in there and he was like, so if I give you money, we can get a hand job or a blow job or like, I don't remember if it was full sex. That's That's probably the closest I've ever come. I was watching, uh, I was watching Brian Johnson go into a building. (laughs) I was flipping the channels the other night and I saw the cat house on HBO. Have you ever seen that? Uh, I, yeah, I think yeah. I've like it's seen, a documentary about the. Uh, I guess it's the Mustang Ranch, or is it just the Cat House? I don't know. It's the legal. It's one of the Nevada legal prostitution. That was the Bunny. Places. Maybe no, the not, Bunny Ranch. Yeah, is it the right? Bunny Ranch? Yeah, but it's called Cat House for some reason. Yeah, right? I don't know. Anyway, it's about it's about a it's about house. the Bunny Ranch. It's about the whorehouse, legal yeah. whorehouse in Nevada, and uh, just the guys that go in there are pretty depressing to look at. It, uh, it's a lot of truck drivers, though, you know? I mean, you know. They're just guys on the road. I mean, I guess that's what it'd be like. I guess we need to... We need to take the show on the road? Is that what we need to take the show on the road in order to judge people about that. It's like, hi, welcome to Feeb from a truck stop. Matt is in a small crevasse with a prostitute. Ugh. I what th- if I was? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do. I guess I would just sit there. Well, I mean, obviously, would you leave me in the car? Do anything because we're both in relationships. <laughs> it's true, but let's say we weren't. Okay, so just we're single. temporarily we're single. We're single on the road, and we're about to pay for sex. We Go. lost. We both lost our significant others to wealthy android versions of ourselves, and they don't believe Fuck. us that we're the real us. Yeah, they're like, and even if it's true, we like these guys better. <laughs> these guys have way more money, and their feebs are way funnier. Oh, they fuck are. you, androids. So anyway, we're on the road, and uh, we're dejected, I think. And, and that, that's the scenario by which that's we That's the scenario now, which we continue. And uh, we get to a prostitute. God, we get to, I think it's, I really just want to pay for sex. Yeah, I'll, Scott, we haven't had sex in a while. I say we go, we're in Nevada. I don't want no, any strings. Yeah, we're in Nevada. I don't want any strings attached. It's legal. It's legal. Nothing to worry about. I got, I got some money. Let's do it. Fuck this money can buy you. Happiness. We don't have a, as much money as the Android versions of ourselves. <laughs> no, we got enough to buy some some fucking Nevada puss. Would we do it? I st- I don't think we'd do it. I still don't think we'd do it. I know both of us. I don't, I don't think either of uh, us would do it. 
I am trying to think of circumstances. We'd go find real free vagina. Um, we'd go to vinyl in uh, in Montreal. We'd go back to Montreal. Where um, I'm trying to think. I, I you know what I, I always say never say never. That's Quote, what James Bond. That's what Connery's wife said to uh, him yeah. about the playing James Bond again, and that's how they got the name for the movie. Which is just a remake of Thunderball, which is so weird. I don't know if that's. I didn't know that. Never say never again is just a remake of Thunderball. Is it literally or? Yes. Yes, because the guy who wrote Thunderball somehow owned the rights to the story, and it was just this whole confusing mess of legalities. Hmm. There's a good documentary about that. Uh, I think it's on the Casino Royale Blu-ray. Yeah, because there's a documentary too about them trying to get the rights to Casino Royale, and like Sony owned the rights. Then they got the rights from Sony. And then they ended up getting distributed by Sony anyway. But did they make them independently? Casino Royale, the original 1960s Casino Royale with Woody Allen and Peter Sellers. Yeah, that was uh, completely independent of Eon Productions. Eon Productions is the James Bond production house. That's, mm-hmm. that's who owns James Bond. And uh, Thunderball was written by a guy uh, who somehow, with some sort of deal with Ian Fleming, owned the script. Huh. Yeah, and it was this very convoluted legal thing. And that's how they were able to make another James Bond movie in the 80s. The same year Octopussy came out. So I guess that was 84 was the year that Never Say Never Again came out. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. So there were two rival James Bond productions. You know a lot about James Bond. I sure do. Thanks to this week's feed read, the James Bond Archives, published From by Toshin. Toshin. Toshin Books, written by Paul something. Paul begins with a D. Anyway, I was at the Toshin store in the Grove at the farmer's market, and I looked at this book, and I said, oh you my God. You fell in love. This book is... First of all, it's enormous. You won't pay for sex, but you'll pay for I'll pay for a James Bond book, yeah. And the first the first uh the first run of them uh comes with a thirty five millimeter piece print like a, of Dr. No. Wow. Like a like like ten frames. <clears throat> nice. None of this three frame view askew production bullshit. Well, if we were distributed through Toshin, <laughs> perhaps we would have had a few more frames. Well, yeah. Anyway, the uh, yeah. So it, it's 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 just this amazing book. This guy was given a, granted access to the entire archive, the entire Eon production, Don Jock production archives of James Bond, and because they acquired Casino Royale and Never Say Never Again, they now own all that stuff too. So gotcha. everything's in there, and they have very cool stuff. Like there's a tele, there's just this, there's typed notes from a meeting. That Sean Connery had with the producers before Goldfinger. Oh. Where Connery just tells them what he doesn't like about the script and stuff like that. And you see what sort of ended up not happening because Connery didn't want to do it and so on and so forth. What was it? He was like, James Bond uh, doesn't... It doesn't... He doesn't feel like doesn't a character in this... Like, he feels like things are happening to him instead of him getting things done. He's taking too much of a backseat to Goldfinger. Gotcha. Uh, he didn't want to do the roll in the hay stuff with Pussy Galore because he didn't think it was believable. <laughs> that uh, girl could beat him up. 
Gotcha. Things like that. Interesting stuff, too. He didn't bring up pooping? Didn't bring up pooping. No. He wasn't like, James Bond never shits. James Bond does not poop. <clears throat> James Bond does James not doesn't. shit. James wouldn't poop here. James creates no material waste. It's everything James eats is sweated out of his pores. <clears throat> or he comes into a lady. Into a push. <laughs> I don't know if this is quality. It doesn't Sean matter Connery. to me. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> Sean, Sean, Sean Connery. Mailed, the, the thing that I, I should have mailed it to the Marx <laughs> yeah, Brothers. Exactly. I should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. <laughs> Bond. He, <clears throat> Junior. 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 Yeah, oh, you got it. You did it better. <laughs> I just don't believe that James would roll around with a lady. I just, I find it, I can't, now I keep losing it. Junior. 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 And who's going to save you, <laughs> Junior? <laughs> um, I don't believe James Bond would do this. <laughs> I don't it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. And that's our terrible John Connery we impression. Have a, maybe, maybe it was the opposite. Maybe it was just like, I think that uh, people like to see James Bond take a shit. <laughs> Like his human. Just wanna, As James Bond. I just want to show that he's, uh, he's, he's not a superman. He's, he's a man. He's shit. Like <laughs> every other man. Do you think he... But when he shits, he does it in a gold toilet. He's still alive, right? Yeah, of course. For him. You didn't see that uh, when... Um, but he retired. He was like... Yeah, he retired from acting. He... Finding Forrester was his last movie? Or was it uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I think it was... Uh, what are you looking at? Seeing who our guest is on the show today. Who is it? I don't know. A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. League, this is not a very good final movie for me to make. From now on, you'll buy your weather for me. That's the uh, Avengers. Yeah, such a terrible movie. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't. I really thought that was going to be something. Like, yeah. When I saw the poster for that, and I was like, fuck yeah, Ray Fiennes, like, Uma Thurman. Yeah. Uma Thurman was so hot. 18 sequels. Yeah, that's going to be good. Didn't happen. Diana Rigg and uh, Patrick McNee. The old show? Yeah. I watched that a little bit. Did you watch The Thunderbirds? The puppet show? Uh, A little bit. Yeah. Not a lot. I wouldn't say I was like a diehard on it. I bought a uh, James Bond uh, Monopoly game. Yeah? Recently? Yeah. Like... Maybe last week it got to my house. <laughs> Don't shake your head at me. That's what we're doing on Christmas. We're playing it together. Uh, I call. Oh my guess I buy Doctor No place. <laughs> I'm gonna put a hotel. Doctor No is the first space. Doctor No is uh, St. Charles Place. No, what's the first one? I don't know. The purple. They're purple. Anyway. Right. Uh, anyway, I, I got it, and then I saw the little ad thing that Hasbro throws on the in the thing, and I was reading it, and I was like. Tops Trumps. This is it was like is that game a thing over here now? And what? I was like, I kept flipping through it. I was like, oh, they have all these different top trumps. That's a that's a card game in England. Top Trumps. It's like you get like a let's say we're playing Top Trumps uh airplanes or whatever, right? And I put down like a like a like a like a Mustang and you, and it's got, you know, it's it's so powerful with the guns and so on, and then someone else has a F eighteen, they put that down. That trumps the okay. Mustang, and then, then you take the cards. It's like a little, yeah. But 
all these ads for it and then i was reading it and then they were spelling favorite weird and color weird and then i realized that the game was imported from england so you bought an imported i bought an imported monopoly game and then it made so much more sense that it cost 55 dollars to me but you didn't care i didn't care i wanted a tiny little aston martin figure you got an aston martin right you got the uh you got the you get the shoe from uh, from Russia with Love. You get the hat, Oddjob's hat. You uh-huh. get the Lotus Esprit that goes underwater. What about a Walter or PPK? There's no Walter, but there's like a 007 logo. You ever fire a Walter? No, have you? A P99, which was the gun he was using up until Casino Royale. Did you do that because of James Vaughn? Yes, Scott. Of course I did. What is wrong with you? By the way, I will say this for the record: Walther P ninety nine, terrible wrong gun, with is me. a terrible gun. It's a terrible gun. Yeah, the trigger is odd. The trigger on a P ninety nine, it's it never quite engages at the right at the same time. So you sometimes pull the trigger a little bit, a gun fires. Sometimes pull it a lot, and then the gun fires. The trigger is terrible. It's inconsistent. It's very inconsistent. That's right. my review of the Walther P ninety nine. I would say stick with a Glock. You're welcome. You seem to be looking around. <laughs> well, I just are keep, you thinking about everyone going to your show? People are going. Yeah, the show starts at, at four o'clock, but I'm not until the last. I'm not until the last block. I won't be on until like four fifty. What are you reviewing today? Uh, HP Envy Touch Smart Laptop. Yeah, how is it? It's not bad. It's a three out of five. I gave it a three out of five. The touchscreen laptop. The keyboard and the trackpad are terrible on it, but the touchscreen is kind of cool, and it's using Windows 8, which I kind of like. I like Windows 8 as an operating system. I just bored the universe with that. Anyway, my favorite. I'm not really paying attention. Get the James Bond archives. Order it on Amazon. On Amazon, it's 144 dollars instead of 200. There you go. That's my favorite. And mine was guns, germs, and steel. Guns, Jared Diamond. Ooh. Guys, time for feedback. No, 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 no. Ready? Yep. Now you read some of these yesterday. You were you were up in the email yesterday without telling me. Well, I gotta fucking ask for permission. Jesus Christ! There is a huge, there is a huge woods behind the school email from Doctor Clemento, which I cannot fully digest right now. I haven't read it. So, anyway, this is from Kelly. By the way, I wrote the other day but forgot to mention that I have a little corgi mutt that I adopted from the Humane Society, and I named him Scott Mosier. Really? Yeah. Kelly Hatchell has a dog named Scott Mosier. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Is it a picture? No picture. Kelly, send a picture of your dog. Yeah, we'll put it on the Phoebe Tumblr. We'll have Scott pose with it. What What if she's mean to it? Oh, don't that be would, mean to Scott Mosher. That would change the whole story. Rob, this is from Rob. It's called Field Porn. Let me say, let me start by saying how giddy I am when a new fa- feed pod shows up in my uh, podcast. In answer to your found porn phenomenon, I do know someone that gave back to the circle of porn. I'll call him Matt G. The concerned member of my Macaroni. 12-year-old tribe, hopefully, and four older brothers that had an extensive porn collection. We, Hustler, Gent, etc. 
Matt G would take a few at a time and deposit them in a in a ditch in our ditch fort in a field adjacent to the Santa Ana River. Huh. Sadly, in 1983, a wildfire swept through our ditch fort and destroyed our our cherished collection. <sighs> Even before this, I lived in a very suburban area of Santa Ana, Dyer and Flower to be precise. Oh, I know that area. And found many a volume of street porn. I suspect... What's street porn? F- porn you'd find out in the urban areas. Uh, okay, not field porn. Yeah. I suspect many of these read, uh, road volumes were the result of porn regret. The guilty wanker would finish the mag uh, and say they needed to go out and get milk and then chuck the mag, and I would find it... Uh, and thanks and thank the power of guilt for my game. However, accurate and detailed as may sound, I have never chucked porn from a vehicle. Vehicle. Thank you, Rob. <clears throat> so he was taking street porn and turning it into field porn. It's a beautiful story. It is. Uh, this is from uh, Gold Dust Gypsy, aka Monty. I have never left any, but as a woman, I have found a few. Girly mags. Whoa. No copy of Playgirl was ever found in the woods by a little girl. No copy of Playgirl was ever found in the little girls. I did, however, find one under my aunt's bathroom sink. I didn't open it. I did open the girly mag. Then I was terrified to know that was what would happen to me when I grew up. <laughs> wow. Anyway, love the ner- the podcast. Love Nerdist. Love Smodcast. Christopher W. Kind of feel like leaving Playboys in the woods is littering. I doubt there's a bunch of kids looking for looking for porn in the woods, though. I found a water-stained stash in the woods behind my house when I was 10. Porn hand-me-downs aren't what they used to be. Please read my email. I really want to share this with Twitter and Facebook friends. Well, we did read your email, Christopher. So share, share away. Thanks, guys. Keep up the funny. Take the shot. Sorry. Christopher. Sorry. Scott, do you have access to any of these emails? Uh, no, because I'll just keep reading. Not right now. I can't. I I can't. I don't have Wi-Fi on my... I mean, I have Did Wi-Fi any of them stick my, out from you yesterday that you would like me to read on the air? I don't remember now. Okay. I'll read this one. Uh, this is from Scuffet Barrett. Some laughter happening out rowdy there. out there. Just wanted to send my absolute love for Phoebe. Glad to see you guys doing it more often because I was hurting without it during your expended breaks between episodes. Keep up all the great potting because you guys are definitely infinitely infinitely better than music for when I have to make long drives. You're welcome. We got some feedback from Joe. J-O. Hey, Matt and Scott. My husband Brian recommended Phoebe. To me, and I'm loving your cod podcast. Thanks. Your cod pass. Cod pass. <laughs> Welcome to cod pass. <laughs> what we do is we are given cod pieces, and then yeah. we pass. Travel back in time. We They're time-traveling the cod. cod pieces. <laughs> Set. Just a quick note to say I didn't find porn in the woods when I was younger. I don't know if that's because I'm a female or if it's because I'm British or both. Similarly, I didn't leave any porn in the woods. Keep up the good work. Love, Joe, from Nottingham, UK. Wow, foreign. That's kind of cool that we have a listener in the UK. This guy walking by right now, I think he looks like Van Gogh. Do you agree with me? Uh, the one in front? Yes. He's Van Gogh-ish. Yeah, okay. Thank Van you. Van Gogh-esque. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. 
Let me ask you this, Joe, and you can write us back uh, to answer the question. Do you pronounce Van Gogh Van Gogh? Because you're in the UK. Let me know. How is she going to oh, say, say yes. yes or no? All right. That's all. That's all I'm looking relax. for. God. This show has gone downhill. What is wrong with you? <laughs> don't let them know. Let them figure that out for themselves, Scott. We don't want to tell them. It's so awesome at 11. Oh. <laughs> well, Scott's ruined everything, and now we're just going to end the episode. I didn't ruin everything. You ruined most I'm trying of it. to maintain some standards. What are your standards? I don't know. I don't hear you contributing a damn thing to this fee breed section. Well, I can't read because I don't fucking have, because you won't give me the Wi-Fi. Uh, there is no Wi-Fi. I just have that because it's on my computer. Why? Well, need- it's cached. Scott just looked really terrified. For a I second. thought someone was knocking on the door. I keep thinking I'm going to get busted for being for what? Here. You're I here. You're fine. Like the E Police. You're 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 world famous Scott Mosier of Phoebe Podcast. They're not going to do anything to you, except ask you to sign their Phoebe shirts, which are now available at, at bluecollardistro.com/slash/phoebe. Get one for Christmas, please. Get a couple for Christmas. Yeah. Don't just get one, because pretty soon Scott and I are going to Buy them all and take the them to a homeless shelter. Oh, that'd be cool if we can get all the homeless Phoebes and Phoebets. Anyway, uh, yeah, I guess that does it for the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening today. Uh, email mm. us if you want to email us. Email us at foureyesandbeard at gmail.com. Uh, check out the Tumblr, phoebepod.tumblr.com. A lot of people are asking about Canadian stuff. We're like, where's the Canadian Sniper t-shirt? And that's that's next. We are working on it. We wanted to have a uh, a Phoebe shirt, and we also wanted to have a Canadian, a special Canadian des- Sniper design that actually Scott and I have been thinking about yeah. for a little while. Like everything else, it takes us And a Scott while. is probably going to sketch it out for us. I am? And then we'll make uh, Dana do the actual final design. I am? I think so. All right. Yeah. You like sketching? Why not do it for some money? You going to pay me? In love, that's like payment. <laughs> so then, at that point, I will have been with a prostitute. <laughs> and that would be you. Yes. What if you were my first prostitute? Well, I mean, it depends on how much money we're. Would talking that ruin here. the show? I mean, it might. If we had, would that be the end of the show? It'd be like when Diane super, finally got together with Sam. Super awkward ending of the show. It'd just be. It wouldn't be worth it. The Ross and Rachel thing too. Ugh. All these times. Why'd you bring up friends? What about Mulder and Scully? They're fucking in real life now. Did you read that? I read that. Julian Anderson and David Duchovny are uh, boning. I did not know that. Yep. Is that true? I hope so. Might have been just some cleverly placed fan fiction I read then. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it for uh, Four Eyes and Beard this week. Uh, Enjoy number 12. We'll be back with number 13. Lucky 13. Did we skip it? No. Oh, okay. Maybe we skip it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not superstitious. We're not going to skip it. We're going to try and make these as often as we can. All right, next Uh, week. And then uh, Scott and I are home for the holidays, so we're going to bank some, hopefully. Yes. All right. Enjoy your thing. Have have a a story.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.